They may sound nuts, but so do the Wright brothers. Now, here's Flieger and Briggs. That's right. Here we are, Flieger and Briggs on It's Just Sports on 12 Out Sports. And while you're here, I just want to tell, tell you right now about 12 Out Sports. Now that the action is officially back on, 12 Out Sports is your home for the best live talk shows covering all aspects of sporting world and live game broadcast. With Zingo TV adding 12 Out Sports to their long list of channels, you can now catch our show and all the others on Zingo TV channel 761. All you got to do is download Zingo TV and use the promo code 120Z when signing up. It's that simple. Be sure to check out our latest blogs and podcasts as well on 12OutSportsRadio.com. And, Rick, we are Flieger and Briggs. This is Mr. Flieger across the table from me. I am Mr. Briggs, and we are glad you join us. And there's actually a little bit of sports going on. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to see. It's weird, but but I'm getting used to it. Um, you know, lots of news. We we can't avoid the COVID, but uh, but glad to see something. Some playoff hockey. We get a five OT game last night that kicks a game to this morning that ends up going two OTs itself. Yeah. So playoff hockey is rolling that's good to see i think we talked about this last week i think they've done a really good job get, getting that off the off the ground and no positive tests it looks good it, it really does any piped in noise they're adding is not <clears throat> intrusive it, it makes sense they, they're not overdoing it like i feel like the nba is a little bit sometimes with that right nba 2k i, I like what they're the nba is trying to do i can't get used to it though but i like the nhl product but uh one product we are not going to see, Rick, and we, we'll, let's just get this out of the way now because I'm tired of talking about this junk, but the Big Ten and Pac-12 postponing football, the Pac-12 postponing all fall sports till the magical date all of a sudden of January 1st, 2021, which apparently is when COVID's over, I guess. Uh, ACC, Big 12, and SEC staying strong. They think they're going to play. Nebraska says, all right, cool, we'll just play with you guys. It is crazy, craziness in college football right now. It's insane, quite frankly, and I I don't know what they're going to do. I've heard rumors also that they're going to somehow play football outside the NCAA as well. It's just nuts. It really is. I mean, you have a certain conference, like you said, the Big Ten, and then the, then you have the SEC and, and so forth. You know, what's going on? I mean, can half the NCAA play and half not? Oh, certainly. It'll it, just go on without these. Yeah, I don't know what the NCAA is going to do in terms of the playoffs or the championship. That probably wasn't going to happen anyhow. But in terms of this conference play, who needs them? I, I Earmuffs for the kids. I'm going to go off a little bit here, and I'm probably going to end up cursing. So the, the, here's something that here's something that bothers me. All, all what right. doesn't bother? Well, you? The, the, that's a fair point. My biggest problem. I had no doubt at any point the Pac-12 was going to do this. It, it's in the West. We we know about the West, right? I won't get into all that stuff. And there's uh, hot zones, and they've been intimating this. For a long, long, long time. The the Big Ten surprises me. And what ticks me off about the Big Ten is you put out a schedule on Wednesday of last week. I believe as we were going to air, right after we get off the air, you put out a schedule. As early as Friday morning, we're hearing about how your presidents of all your universities are 10 of the 12 think this thing needs to be canceled. Now, look, I don't know. I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. I don't, I don't understand this COVID. I probably, you can convince me of anything either way, which seems to be the way, right? For every piece of science, there's another one that completely discredits that piece of science you just heard. So you can convince me either way. But on Wednesday, you thought it was safe enough to play. You tasked your schools, you tasked tasked your athletic departments to come up with a plan to be able to safely play. They do that. You accept that. You bring the kids on campus to start practicing. And then 36 hours later, it starts being reported that you've decided it's not safe to play. You can't tell me you learned something in those 36 hours that changed it. So that's what bothers me with this. It's completely disingenuous. If you, if you believe, and it's probably true, I don't know that it's not safe 
safe to play, or at least not a good idea. Then why do the charade with the schedule release on Wednesday? Why are you doing this? It's if just you like want you, to cancel, just cancel. Right. Man up and cancel. It's like you and I said literally months ago now. It's either safe or it isn't. Right. It's, so if it's not, don't do it. If it is, get on with it. It's it's just a fundamental dishonesty. It goes back to the thing with like the masks back at the beginning of this, right? It was nobody was honest enough to say, let's say you know these masks are protected. Remember, they told everybody, don't wear a mask. In fact, it's worse for you. you Fauci, yeah. they all that's said they didn't have any. And well, yeah, but right there you go. More. That's my point. It was the dishonesty of it. We're adults. Be adults with people. Look, we're seeing it in the state of Pennsylvania, right? That the governor tasked the the PIAA, the the Pennsylvania Interscholastic Athletic Association, you come up with a plan individually based on districts, based on school districts to play. They go ahead, they do all that, and that jackass at the end of a press conference flippantly says, oh, and by the way, we recommend no sports till January 1st, 2021. What? You just... The kids were scheduled to go back Monday. He does this on a Friday. No details, no data. They asked the health secretary two days ago, what data did you use? Did you see what her response was to this? What? We did not have any granular data. We just, looking at what's anecdotally what's going on in other states, we decided it would be a good idea to push it back. You just told these schools, you jackass, to have a plan, get a plan to get ready, and to come out. Again, nobody has any guts. We're being dishonest. If you think this stuff needs to be canceled, cancel. You're not playing ball in the spring. It's not magically going away on January 1st. And even if it does, you can't play football in the spring. Are you going to have major Division One college football end in March and start again in August again? You can't do it. And I don't care about the draft picks who aren't going to play. I don't care about that. You can't physically do it. it. It's just nonsense. You're giving everybody false hope because you can't treat anybody like an adult. Nobody wants to be a leader. Nobody wants to be a man and stand up and say we're going to do it. It's it's nonsense. It's crazy. There's a billion good reasons not to play college sports and I get all of them. Then somebody sack up and stand up and just say it. And they'll say, well, we're going to try again in January. No, you're not. You're lying again. Just like you lied when you put that schedule out 36 hours before you canceled everything. I'm, I'm, I'm done, Rick. I hate it. I can't take it. I don't blame you. It's, um, you know, I, I wish you would just tell us what you really think, though, quite frankly. Quit, a, quit trying to sugarcoat everything, Rick. I think I'm tired of the COVID. And I think I talked about it on the air before. My biggest problem with it is it makes otherwise ordinary people feel like heroes. Now, all of a sudden, it is virtuous and heroic to sit on your fat ass in public and cover your in, in your house all day and not go in public and when you do you can put on a mask to cover your pock covered fat face and tell everybody that you're a hero for wearing i'm just tired of it all i'm tired of the hypocrisy of everything i can't take it anymore all right man this shit's over oh, all right i'm done all right, good. <laughs> did you watch a tampa columbus game I was in and out of it. That, that, that was an wasn't awkward a good transition. Game? But yeah. wasn't, that a, wasn't that a good game, though? I, I do like five. No, I understand weeks. exactly what you're saying. It's just kind of like we could kill the whole show talking about, just like you said, the hypocrisy of everything and the double talk that keeps coming out of the figurehead's mouth, whatever organization it is. And – I don't want to kill the whole hour talking about that because, quite frankly, it is sickening. And they have, you know, you either should have college sports or you shouldn't, right? That's the way I feel. I mean, that's the way I understand. You should have the NFL season or you shouldn't. You should have whatever, baseball or you shouldn't. This, This whole nonsense of. You know, baseball is going to play in the in the stadiums. Well, now you know. Then St. Louis got it, and Philadelphia had it, or whatever. So then we quit playing for a while. I mean, if you look at the standings, it's like 
Miami's played like 10 less games than the other guys in the divisions. St. Louis has played five. Yeah, they've only five played five games. games, exactly. If they were to get the whole season in, they had to play 55 Pittsburgh games. Pittsburgh wishes they only played five. Pittsburgh is four and a half games behind a team that's only played five. That's almost statistically impossible. They are nine games out of first place, and they have played 16 games. <laughs> All right, they're three and thirteen, which is pathetic. I do wonder what Major League Baseball is going to do. at this point. They're now they're deciding what to do with St. Louis this upcoming weekend. Mm-hmm. You just got to make them ineligible for the postseason, right? I mean, they've, right now, as it stands, if they let them play this weekend, they'll have to play fifty-five games in forty-four days. It can't be done, even with your they play stupid a lot of double headers, seven-inning but... double headers. You can't play enough of them. It's yeah, mad. I, I, I think don't you know. put them up. Do like the MLS did, right? They just uh, there was those two teams. One was in Dallas. I forget the other one had an outbreak. They just said, "All right, you're out. <laughs> Go home. You stink. You're done." That that's. I think that's what you do with St. Louis. Yeah. I think you keep this thing rolling. Exactly. But, I mean, I mean, in all on it, I don't want to get the, the this thing is just so damn political right now and it's everybody just grandstanding from university presidents to conference commissioners to to fans to people on twitter i get so angry about that rick there's people we're going to deal with this with the caveman fantasy football draft and i'm at the point we hold the draft here in the studio there's two people i don't want to let in the studio i don't want to be i can't keep my mouth shut it's going to be awful and people that i know you're subhumans 99 percent of the time but you decided you're a covid hero and so now you're the ultimate final voice on everything shut up i'm done with you it doesn't bother me. It, does, it infuriates I'll, me. I'll it it doesn't bother out. me. I figured the <laughs> no, way I got to be. Since I am commissioner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you don't show up, I have a waiting list. Who's on the waiting list? Are they better than anyone we have? I think we should bet that out one day. Well, one of the guys is extremely good and has been playing – as long as I have. Well, I don't yeah. want that. I want dead money. <laughs> I, I don't know a lot of dead money, but um, he's a great guy, loves to drink, loves to party, and would come up. Maybe he lives in Virginia, Richmond. I mean, oh. how long back we go. He would come up and uh, come. So, I mean, there's no no doubt about it. I just, I, I, I'm, I could go on with this forever. Let, let's move on. Just enough with the half-assed measure. Somebody be okay. a leader, stand up, and make a decision, and be honest. Just kind of a very odd. It's not even a segue. I'm just switching gears yeah, totally. Just flip. We talked about baseball briefly. Do you know when the last time in either league that there was a shutout leader in the league? In, with double-digit shutouts. So we're talking Major League Baseball. Well, yeah. Somebody who led the... The now, last time a shutout leader had double-digit shutouts. Now, Thank here's you. a dumb question I should probably know the answer to. To qualify as a shutout, do you have to throw a complete game? I assume, right? Well, yeah, you can't throw a shutout unless you do. Right. So I mean, we're probably talking early mid 80s actually it was 1985 was a national league 1975 in the american league john tudor threw 10 shutouts in 1985 for the cardinals and the last one to hit double digits in the american league was 1975 with jim palmer Surprised it goes back that far in the yeah. in the AL. When did DH come in? That might have something to do with it. It's very possible. Um, I'm not sure when I don't know it when came the DH in. Started that that that's that is a good question. But Jim Palmer had ten in 1975. Now Ron Guidry had nine in '78, but there has not been anything even close since then in the American League. So I, I have a feeling you're probably right as far as the as DH came in. January 11th, 1973. Wow. So, yeah, right right around that time. See, I didn't think it was that early. I thought it was the late 70s, quite yeah. frankly. But, okay, that, that's uh, – well, It's nice to have a fact checker here. Yeah, it's now. nice this to have good. a producer yeah, again. weird. You know, you've you finally given up on the dreams of, like, becoming a famous international interpretive dancer. And, and we appreciate that. And Belarus is in the news. Did you see that? No, what they did. 
uh, elections. It's a complete blackout, but some news agency found a bunker and is broadcasting live. Wow. It's kind of like the French underground in a way, huh? (laughs) The politicians aren't very happy in sending out the... Uh, it's not the Gestapo. I forget what it's called over there, but yeah, they're they're wrecking shop. I don't think it's a Gestapo. Okay. <laughs> now, now to be fair, Rick's giving Alejandro all this praise here because in the span of thirty seconds, he brings Briggs another beer and looks up a piece of information. Had the beer not been involved, he'd have been dismissive of your information. <laughs> I think yeah. not. Yeah. I, no, I think not. He likes Guy Clark. He likes Towns Van Zandt. What's Guy Clark? Exactly. See, this is what this is what brings the show together. Van Zant. He was one of the Leonard Skinners, right? Or was that a different guy? Whew, boy, I'm serious. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, we'll, we'll give him that. It's not the same family, okay? Ronnie Van Zant was not oh, a relation of. But Tom I knew there Van was a Zandt. Van Zant. I, I appreciate Van Zandt, that. that UFC fighter. Is she related? No, I don't yeah. think so. That, what is that's Van actually, Zandt like Smith? I was going to say, that's kind of weird, though. Like, that's three Van Zandt. It's not Jones, for God's sake. It's Van Zandt. I'm on did, it. You, did you know that the only thing that killed Ronnie Van Zandt was he actually was thrown clear of the plane, but he hit his head on a tree? It was the only wound on his whole body. I was just meant to be then. Just a bad beat. I guess. So who's yeah. Guy Clark? You say this like I should know. Alejandro. Is he like Dick Clark's brother? You're not going to answer. See, I hate this. You leave me hang. I was going to say, you can't actually play it because it's copyrighted music. Right. But amazing singer, songwriter, guitarist. You would call um, a, uh, what we, a tunesmith? Is that is that the proper term? A tunesmith. A songsmith. What I, I'd I, like I, to be a tunesmith. I mean, he was actually, like, he has been described as he didn't write songs he crafted them and i mean i, I believe that i mean because everything everything that he played it, see if you so take, was he in a band that i'd heard no of, i mean or was, was he guy just clark. guy clark all you have to oh, do is watch right, so there's no way i'm gonna know there's guy a clark. there's a film called heart worn highways which actually i showed christian here a couple weeks Who? ago <laughs> him alejandro <laughs> christian I don't Sorry. care one of the care about his religious background. <laughs> <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? Anyway, you look up Heartworn Highways on on YouTube. Right. So you want it. me to watch a movie no. about an old rock? No, these can, are two you, things that aren't really in my general purview. You can actually watch like two and three minute segments. Oh, that I can handle. See, I mean, yeah, you can do that. I can do the YouTube on my phone in the bathroom, mm-hmm. right? Because that's where I catch up on all my media. Exactly. Undetermined about Paige, because some people say that isn't her actual name. Oh, Others are saying name. she's related to Ronnie. Related to Ronnie. Who? Paige. Really? Isn't that something? That's what the Christian guy said. <laughs> now well. they're bringing religion into all of this stuff. You know, did you happen also to like see? Like did you happen to see after the <laughs> early ousting <laughs> of the stopped. Pittsburgh Penguins, how I, many coaches got whacked? Three of them, right? Yeah. Was Recky one of them? I just Mark saw the Recky. headline. I didn't read to see who. Yes, Mark Recky, Sergey Gonchar, and oh, wow. Jacques Martin, wow. all gone. And um, let's see. Actually, Gonchar came in in the Bowsma era. I think so. Recky oh. was fairly new to the group. Was this first year or second year? I think so, yeah. But he was coach of the power play. Right. Yeah. And that was, like we said last week, that was a mystery that was going to kill him. I mean, with all that skill, how could you be so lame? You just and, have to wonder. What's well, we that? talked about Carey Price. That, that was a big part of it. Sure it was. But when you looked at game four – I don't know how you, in an elimination game, come out as flat as that team did. That I, is exactly, you're exactly right. That was the most unmotivated it team really was. I saw in Stanley Cup playoffs for years. And I almost wonder, when you think about it, with as old as that team is, with, with what that team's done in the odd circumstances surrounding it, if kind of from day one, 
they never admit this and probably don't feel it outwardly, but deep down just didn't care. This is craziness. I'm playing somebody I shouldn't be playing. You don't have the same juice for the – this team has had long playoffs run. You, you look at Geno and Sid – in Latang for ten right. years, every you just but, wonder did they deep down just really not care about this nonsense? And but, I almost couldn't blame them. I mean, how can you see? To me, I can't hardly justify that, Rick. If it was a long season, maybe they come into the playoffs a little flat or whatever. But this was these teams had not been playing, and it's it's almost like the season just started, and you got all these veterans. Great, we can grab cup number six. We're just starting. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's but, not. It's not like it was a long season. It doesn't matter who the hell you were playing. I mean, we we talked about you and I talked about Carey Price two or three weeks ago. Right. He was scary. Right. Oh, because yeah. he was one of those streaky, hot ass goalers goalies that right. if he gets hot, he's going to beat you, and yeah. he did. Yeah, but. They didn't do much to to try to beat no, him you're right. up to that. But I wonder you you make a good point there. You know, it's basically a new season started. What has been the hallmark of these great penguin Slow teams starts. over the last six years? They don't even start playing till February. Right. You wonder if they're gonna make the playoffs and then by playoff time they're a four seed and just three or four seed and just running through people. I just think it was a what, what I don't get, I don't know, I guess, what are your guys' thoughts? I, I'll loop both of you in here as Penguin fans. The the narrative locally, you know, local sports radio, local sports writers, is the, the window, the door, whatever it is, is closed on this team. And if it's the sentiment isn't to break it up, it's just they're done. They've had their run. It was a great run. Congratulations. The end is nigh. I'm not sure I buy that. I don't. I'm not sure I buy it either because the age to me isn't the problem. But and, and you can say a lot of things about different players, but I still think that there is a lot to be said for motivational coaches. Right. Um, and and I think a lot of that has come to surface in Pittsburgh. I, I'm not sure. Sullivan's a guy. I'm not sure. Obviously, the three that they got rid of were, were the guys. Um, you know, hockey's a little different than basketball. I mean, I go to look at whatever team LeBron is on. They'll be competitive, but it still depends on his attitude because right. he's not being coached. Oh no, at, at all. I mean, it, it's just not. He's not being general managed either. He no, runs exactly. He's not being he's any. He's not being anything, which in my mind is one reason why he hasn't won eight championships, as opposed to what the two on stacked teams Three. that that should have won. Yeah, two in Miami and that one in Cleveland. Three, okay, yeah, yeah, two in Miami. You're correct. Yes, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think – and I saw a thing. I was talking to um, a guy actually today, and we were t- actually talking about the NBA. Who's and this I, guy? You have other friends? Were you it was, aware it of it? It was Guy Clark. Oh, <laughs> Guy Clark. <laughs> yeah, Guy Clark again, who's dead. But anyway. Um, but we were talking about the NBA, and I I saw an old – it was an old interview – Hell, it was on YouTube. It was some special about Wilt Chamberlain. But Bill Russell was being interviewed. And he was talking about the players of today compared to, like, their players. And it wasn't that he was, like, saying they were better or anything. He says, but he says with the amount of money they're being paid today, he says so many players think that they are getting paid to play. He says we were under the understanding understanding that we were playing to win right and he says it's a big difference in in the type of basketball that you get and i think that probably resonates through all sports Uh, i don't have any doubt i mean the more money they make if anything else if nothing else and especially in the nba with their salaries and kind of the international presence they have and how marketable they are. When you get to these type of salaries, these guys aren't basketball players anymore. They're assets. They are 
kind of their mm-hmm. own corporations. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I understand. That's you know, where the load management comes in. That's where we get all the nonsense with Hong Kong, all this China stuff, all this craziness. These guys I, are commodities. Right, now. and They're I think players. that's where you've hit on a big thing. They're like corporations. Right. Back when I was a kid, like in the early 70s or whatever, they were rock stars, certain amounts of them. Joe yeah. Namath. Um you know, name name a couple other ones. Maybe Wilt Chamberlain in, in basketball, um, Gretzky in hockey, um, Ali, Muhammad Ali. They well, they, that's a little different because you're a one man band as it is. Yeah, but it was Muhammad Ali. Well, yeah. I mean, that was the thing. And, and this guy fought Joe Frazier. He fought George Foreman, Ken Norton. You name them all. But he was the rock star of boxing. You know, whether you liked him or hated him, that was the difference. Now it's kind of like, yeah, LeBron is kind of like, yeah, we know who LeBron is. Yeah, some kids love him. But as adults, we just kind of like, it's LeBron, right? You know what I'm saying? I, don't know, I might wow out if I ran into LeBron. Well, no. I'm, well, you're You've a fanboy anyway. Yeah, you're, I'm a, you're a, I'm fan a jock boy. sniffer. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not talking about you in oh, particular. You're talking but, like, Real adults. <laughs> yes. Grown real. men. All right. Never mind. God, we did derail every well, time I tried to Somehow we to got to this from do we think the penguins are done? So don't accuse me of derailing, first of all. Help me out here. I'm actually going to side with Flieger on this one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Get me another beer. Get your own it. beer. <laughs> so, so while you're on the topic of contracts, one of the biggest things was Connor McGregor. Once he got, what do they call it, the bag now? Like, not taking anything away from Conor McGregor. Amazing fighter. You can if you want. This this show doesn't care about anybody. I, I still fear that somebody will, like, drop out of the ceiling and whoop on me. But Conor McGregor gets paid. We should get a guy to do that. <laughs> that would be good. Just awesome. have a guy lurking <laughs> Just in the shadows. Just to come and kick the shit and, out of him. When we say something <laughs> stupid. And somebody says something stupid, he just comes and kicks the hell out of you. Yeah, now, that's great. a show I would watch. <laughs> Once we get well, video. we're getting there. Maybe he can set up the video before yeah. he kicks your ass. But, like, these players, they get the bag. Um, Conor McGregor, for example, like I was saying, like, his – he started losing. Like, right. He was untouchable. He was the best fighter, pound for pound – and then he gets paid, drops off. It, it It's kind of like what Briggs was saying is paid to win. Whereas now, once you get that fat contract or you get that million-plus gate, that you not that you stop caring, but it's right. like, I got paid. I don't care. Like, right. Well, that was but always – So you can't side with Flieger and then, and then endorse my story. I don't think that's what. All you right, said. so back to the Penguins. <laughs> but I, I do think it's kind of the change where. All right, first I just of threw all, the damn Penguin story on the floor. Yeah, now we're done with that. So that's what's so remarkable about a guy like Tiger Woods, right? I mean, he became a billionaire before he was twenty-five. What are, you, what are we pointing at? Can't hear oh, you. am I getting away from the microphone? Don't again? look at him. All right, yeah. look at me. So he's just going to be the voice in the back of my head. He my, is the he's Alejandro a, is my. He's conscience a little now. horn creature on your shoulder. <laughs> Why has he got to be horned? Do you think he's got a halo and wings? He could. No, he doesn't. Oh, he right. looks like Billy Gibbons for God's sake. Hey, Lucifer had wings at one point. That's true. Fallen angel. Yes. I know that. The, the, we, of course, we're getting this the, from the morning Christian. star. Now you're now you've gone too far. Isn't that like don't they make sausage like microwavable sausage or something? Who? Morning star? Yes. Well it's the vegetable ones, right? <laughs> All right, so the penguins. No, Muhammad. No, we threw Tiger, that the floor. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Well, that's a what's billionaire. so re- that was so remarkable though, that then he kept that drive right up until he got caught creeping, you know, out in a cricket caper. Everything was fine up until then. He kept that drive the whole time. You it, know, I have to think that before he got caught with the creeper thing, I really think with all you we talked about this for years, that violent backswing and his back problems. I really think all this stuff was brought on with pain relievers. Oh, yeah. Well, no wasn't that time they found him blundering down the highway? Yeah. Didn't know what planet he exactly. was on? Exactly. That story just kind of went away. But it was Tiger Woods. But I think the other thing, something I was thinking about was 
when you look at the way you looked at the sports figures of the 70s, the Joe Namath thing versus LeBron, I think a lot of that, you can, it feels like you can blame everything on it, but I think it's true. The social media, the access, the 24-hour sports coverage is we don't view these guys as heroic or infallible because we know everything about them. Every stupid thing they say, we hear. Every bad game they had gets deconstructed for three days on ESPN, especially on the NBA. I think you just see so much of the warts of these guys that you didn't have access to in the but, 70s, 80s, even early nah, 90s. I, I think the, your perspective dis- changes. I tend to disagree with well, you a little wrong. bit. No, because – no, really, because I lived then. Because if you looked at, like, Joe Namath, Mickey Mantle – um, name some of these other sports. Joe heroes. DiMaggio. Who? Joe DiMaggio. No, he was married to Marilyn Monroe, but other than that, he was squeaky clean. I'm talking about late 60s into the 70s. Tim Rosovich, some of these guys, you see him at the the nightclubs, and they were bombed out of their gourd. Tim Rosovich was celebrated for knocking on some guy's door naked and set himself on fire. I mean, you know, it was just – it was a different – Wait, hold on. I, no, I'm serious. No, Look I, it up. I, I, I will need more on this story. What was Josh the name? Gibson. Yeah. But anyway, Joe Namath and his womanizing, Mickey Mantle and his womanizing and the boozing, it was celebrated. Well, the, it, right. Well, the, well, that's the difference. It wasn't so much Well, that, that ties more into the pussification of America than anything, that now we have to clutch I, our pearls when I our I agree with that. That's, that's why I disagree with you. It's not so much that we know – so much more about them, which well, you're we right. know it, and as a society, we, we do. Suck. Well, <laughs> no, the society tends. Uh, you and I don't frown on it at all. Well, they think we suck too. Well, yeah, but they're wrong. But you can't convince them of that, and now they're crying because you said that. Exactly, that's the problem. I, I agree with that, but you know we're gonna have to get into the sports stuff here. So the Penguins minute. aren't done. Right? We, that no, was, I threw them was, on the floor. That was also oh, we're done with that. We're done with the Penguins. The penguins are done then. And I wanted, I wanted. Talk to the people here a minute. Oh, please. Because sports are in full swing. We want to help you take advantage of the sports investments when getting in on the action. 12 Out Sports has officially partnered with MyBookie.ag to get you the best deal possible. When you sign up on MyBookie.ag, they'll match your first deposit up to $1,000 when you punch the promo code 12OZSports. You know, get that money, 12-ounce sports, 1-2-O-Z sports, when signing up to mybookie.ag. Get up to your – get a match up to your first deposit of 1000 bucks, Rick. And you need to just pony up that 1000 bucks. Just start betting. I'll Go do for it. it. I'm in. I get, apparently, I can't bet on the Penguins anymore, though. They're done. Or at least no. the story's done. PGA Championship, Rick, what would you think? I thought it was a great tournament. There's I, nothing better than golf in prime time. I love it. It was it was in prime time, and you know what? That golf course, which we talked about last week, wasn't familiar with it, right? But that was such a fair challenge. That's funny. This is what I wrote down. Rick. Yeah, this is I what mean, I wanted to talk about when they hit off the off the fairways or away from the green, they had a rough time. Right. But they had holes. That the one par four, I think it was, what, 15, 285 yards. 16, I, yeah. Or 16, excuse one me. One where Morikawa won it, making that Ex- shot. Exactly. Uh, you know, they had the risk-reward chances. They had the drive down the fairway, you're good, you can score. You get a little errant, you're in trouble. It was, to me, it was perfect. Right, especially for the first major of the yeah. season, and and it's cool, you know, the kind of the way the weather and the changing patterns. Mm-hmm. It was a different courses at day one, but I wish, and they're not going to. I wish the USGA would pay attention to this when the U.S. Open comes around, because it's just what you said. You got squirrely, or you made a mistake. You paid for it, right? And you paid for it dearly. The rough was brutal on this course. But it was fair. It wasn't right. like well, yeah, it U.S. Wasn't Open shin-deep stuff. Yeah. It was just thick and gnarly. Right. 
So you paid for that. And then they set up holes. And what a brilliant place. This isn't the, the tour, but whoever designed this golf course for tournament play to make 16 a drivable par yeah. four. Now, if you missed, you were screwed, and you'd be lucky to save par. But if you could make it, you get what you got with Marikawa winning this tournament in dramatic fashion, breaking, what was it, a 10-way tie for first yeah. play. I mean, that, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And that kid, that was – think about what he did – I think it was on 14, he chips in to get himself in with the right. leaders. And then on 16, hits that bomb within seven feet, and then center cuts that putt. Went, it, it, wow, just, just just great all around. I really did enjoy it. It was first golf tournament that Tiger Woods played in that he was out of contention by Sunday that I couldn't turn off the whole time it was right. on on Sunday. And, and, and that was the thing. It was like you watched Tiger Woods kind of, I wouldn't say falter, but he just never really got yeah. it going. But when some of the other guys did, it was, you know, you had the opportunity to make the shot. If you made the shot, right? I mean, you gained one or two shots on guys. And, and that's what made it so interesting. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, I give it an A+. Plus. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The PGA was... The U.S. Open's going to have a rough time to, to beat what the PGA put on. Especially if they go out because they're at, what, Wingfoot this year, right? You know that yeah. they, it's an impossible course that it is. They are going to trick that thing up. They'll be putting on tabletops. And that's the They'll thing. The PGA is set up by the PGA. Right. U.S. Open set up by the USGA, right. which tends to get – Totally ridiculous. Yeah, I hope they're paying attention here. And I do too. There's been this drum beat for them to knock it off. For I, we've been beating the drum anyhow, and, and you see it nationally. I want it to be challenging, but come on. Of course you do. But I can remember as far back, I was in high school in '74 when Hale Irwin won the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. I think it was like plus six. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that's you not don't watch the, you know, the pros to shoot. Six over par. Now, you appreciate them going through the hell that they go through on some of these golf courses, but I want to see, I don't know, six, seven under, right? Well, what I don't want is to sit there for four days and just watch and try to identify the guy who's not going to make a dramatic mistake. Right. That's who wins the the U.S. Open. I want the ability to somebody to go out and win it like Colin Morikawa did. Yeah, he, he exactly. went out and won that. Right. He made two shots on the back nine on a Sunday at 23 years old, when I'm sure golf fans have, but I'd never heard of the kid before Saturday, in right. all honesty. And he goes out there and he makes two shots and wins the thing. He did not not make a, two mistakes while everybody else well, did. And like win. you said, he, he made won two, the thing. He made two shots that won it. But he also played the rest of the golf course right. not to lose exactly. it too. Yeah, so that's what you want. A lot of times, you don't have that opportunity on these U.S. Open tricked-up courses. It's just everybody's just hanging on. It's the guy who doesn't make the big mistake on Sunday, and so I, that's what I hope we see. So we have to do the obligatory, the no-name guy, the young guy. What's happening behind me? <laughs> Continue. Oh. But I, I want to no. throw in one little thing at the end. Yes. Oh. Go ahead, throw it in. Okay, so somebody that played golf when I was in high school got out of it, I don't know, like mid to late 20s. I don't know if COVID or I'm just hitting that point in my life, I'm really enjoying the PGA. See, you're just getting old. Between, uh, I don't, I, you said his name like 15 times, Morikawa? Yes, Morikawa. That was flipping awesome wasn't it a great shot and i'm going back to my thing coming into the show my my reestablishment. establishment love the guy <laughs> and the fact that uh what's his name justin thomas with the right epic f-bomb this weekend oh oh yeah it's like, great so I, I i go back and forth age covid like i i like the pga you know what I think it is? It's actually interesting right now in this regard. You don't have the runaway one guy like we had with Tiger, like we had with Jack. I guess he had Arnie for a while there. Yeah, but. Jack was a little different because that era, I mean, I'll call it the classic era because it, it, it certainly was. The competition was ridiculously close. But, yeah, I, I understand what, and what Christian said. It, Who? 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Alejandro. I'm sorry. I, I... When, boy? When? <laughs> okay. Are he you did name me after all. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, <laughs> We're going to play the long version. the Antichrist. <laughs> I don't I care. Strother Martin's right of my now hero. Listen. I love him. Don't walk away from me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> you get a good job before sundown. Or we're what, shipping you off to military school with a Finkelstein kid. I love that. I, it never gets old. No, every time. It never every gets time. old, and I laugh like hell. Um, what were we talking about? I don't know. Something about Alejandro's religion again. I don't no, know. no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. No, what you, what you talked about with, with Mirkar, it really did remind me a lot of, like, that era that we were just talking about, the Nicholas, the Floyds, the Watts, and so forth, he came out and won it. Where a lot of times you would saw a Tiger, once he got to the lead or something, everybody else melted oh, away. Yeah, they were done. I mean, but that was that was a difference. He went out and won the tournament, and that is so refreshing. I mean, I, I thought that was spectacular. But I think what I see, kind of like where Alejandro's come, what's interesting about this kind of group overall, you got all these guys who could be stars. Nobody's running away with it. They're kind of cocky. They're young. They're talking junk on each other. You, uh, you know, that block of wood was talking junk on DJ going into Sunday. And who was it? Justin Thomas came to his defense. There, there's all kind of. Yeah, and that's I, the way it should be. Right. I feel like these are guys that we could have oh, yeah. like a weekend golf outing with like you would, they would like to go to a strip club with dustin johnson i mean come on yeah. that would be awesome i, I just I, I would like to go to a mushroom growing contest with brooks Kapka. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's the thing he's a dud but then out of but nowhere the, yeah. and for no reason he starts talking junk on right. dj on saturday I night loved it, it made no sense but it was awesome I love and this it. happens every week it seems yep. And not following it, like I said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a rookie to the PGA for a second time. But do you feel like this year specifically, as much as there's the names, anybody could win a tournament? Um, it's kind of working out that way. Well, yeah, I mean, it's working out that way. I mean, it works out that way usually every year except when Tiger was there and he had no other competition. Well, I feel like at that but, point in time, it was Tiger and Phil. And or, that was it. You're right. Or Singh. Like it, it, who was the, the guy with the sunglasses who we thought was David Duvall, Duvall? And then he won just one fell off and it fell off the cliff. Yeah, there, it wasn't, you know, and, and it's not taking anything away from Tiger, obviously. All you have to do is look at his record, look at his scores, obviously. But... The competition, it, it was totally different in that the fact that the money was so huge. And you actually saw people playing for second, playing right. for third yeah. against him. They, they relished the fact that, you know, I can't win. So I'm going to get this million-dollar second prize. And it, it, it's different from 50 years ago. And – because the money wasn't there, and it was titles that made you money, that got you famous. And, you know, like I said, Tiger could be 50 years ago or 50 years ahead. Don't get me wrong. He would be totally successful, just like right. Jack would be, anybody. But that competition that he had was not there as far as consistent down through the ranks of the PGA. I mean, God, I've watched golf for decades and actually lost interest after a while because after a while you get tired of watching guys on a par five, they have a 200 yards. Well, you're going to lay up. Well, why? You know <laughs> what I'm up. saying? Yeah. I mean, go for it. But anyway. But, but there's something about this crop of young guys. Exactly. Who are playing They're fearless. Well. I love it. There's that and there's the fact that I think these guys – by and large, like each other, except for Patrick Reed. Everybody hates Patrick Reed, which is kind of cool, number one. And he one. hates nobody. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. But it, but then there's something about the way I think they get along. 
So you, what it feels like, it almost feels like your group of donkey friends, you know what I mean, where you just say god-awful things to each other and insult them every chance you get in public, and then I feel like they're all hanging out at the bar after. There's something totally likable about these. feels like one of those 90s buddy comedy sex movies like American Pie or something. That's what these guys, the group feels like, and I like it. I, it's, it's intriguing to me. And then at any time, I like the hate factor, quite frankly. I mean, that's what I grew up with. It's not going to happen, but don't you feel like at any time somebody could be in their backswing and somebody could come knock the ball off their tee like you do with your buddies? It it feels like that right now. I feel like we're so close to uh, Happy Gilmore. (laughs) You could. Yeah. Like, like at some point, one of these guys is going to, when the crowds come back, turn around and be like raising their arms, (laughs) like, let's hear some noise. Like, Like, pumping the crowd up for them to drive. And, you know, another thing about right now is you cannot put your finger on anybody that you can guarantee, okay, you know, this guy's going to win X amount of tournaments this year or X amount of majors. And you go back to the Tiger, you you knew he was going to. Right. You go back to the Jack era, you knew he was going to. It's wide open. And and like you said, Alejandro – they kind yeah, I had to say Alejandro just to <laughs> it, it's kind of like the uh, love hate thing. Right. They they really go after each other, but it is it's a wide open field right now and it's finally getting to me the PGA back to what it was back like and in the mid eighties. There's actually an interesting group of guys, even because and I think it's because so many guys are actually interesting. The fact that Kepka is such a dullard makes him interesting. His right. dullard, dullardy, whatever you would call that makes him interesting. I like that word. Dull, I love it. Dullardy. How would you say that? I think you got a show title right there. Dullardy. I, I don't think you can that. even spell it. So don't try. I'm on it. You go. <laughs> Did you know in, um, I think it was the 77 or 78 Open, that midway through the final round, Hubert Green, it was out in Tulsa, Southern Hills was a golf course. Hubert Green was leading, and they got a call into the U.S. Open saying if he won, they would kill him. Who's they? (laughs) Whoever called, whoever called in. Oh, so we don't know who that was. NSA, and (laughs) they ended up telling him, like on the fifteenth hole or something. (laughs) Some guy called in says, "You are going to get killed if you win." And he won. He just said, "To hell with it." Did he get killed? No, he did not. That's good. But I don't know. It's just so many weird things. It's kind of like. Things could start happening like that now. I hope that doesn't happen. Well, no. I mean, you don't want the death threats or anything. But, I mean, just kind of weird. Well, I mean, make it interesting. You're right. Get me wrong. But, it, but you know Stand what I'm it saying? Is it's, it, it, we kind of went out of this A dawn static, and on 18. <laughs> this static tiger lefty and everybody else yeah. era to what we have now, which seems to be – so much more exciting and more interesting. It really is. So, Rick, I've got it before. Well, we got 15 minutes left. So we got tons we, of time. When, when was the last time that anybody went on, what, 25 minutes about the PGA? Not. It's a, just sports. And, you know, PG, golf is a sport. One of the best sports there is because it's individual competitioning as individual competition. You can't blame, well, this guy didn't make a tackle. This guy Spieth blames his caddy all the time. Does that count? That's because he's, he's always been losing. yelling at him. He never blamed him when he won. So, so there's another thing that's happening with the PGA, if I may. the The betting is so far off. Like they keep putting like co leads and like eleven to ones, and they're not even in the top three. It's stupid. Like it's amazing. These guys that are coming out of no, I don't want to say nowhere, but like. Like I said before, like anybody can win any but any weekend, right? It's good competition. I think the if there's something good that came out of the, the heck was that? Did you hear that? I had something popped up. The Windows. Oh, it was your recent computer. Windows something or other, and it disappeared. Oh, I don't know what computer you're using, but I forget where I was going. So anyhow, we're moving on from that, Rick. 
in the show prep, you said something about, you sent me, you wanted to talk about a book that's coming out. Yes. And you knowing how I feel about reading and people that read, this must be a damn interesting book if you were willing to bring it up on this show. I, I just think that this is worth this this is worth mentioning. It's cracking up already. I'm excited. <laughs> the the book is called Tentacle by Rita Indiana. I don't think that's her Christian name. <laughs> I'm just saying. It could be a pen name, obviously. But I want to read you a description of the book. Uh, I'm excited. Because it, it really... <laughs> I love when this happens. He can't hold it together. <laughs> I video, love, video soon. Yeah, I love when he breaks kayfabe. You can see it coming every single time. All right, so we're going to sit here quietly while you compose yourself. I'm, I'm going to get a beverage. Yeah. Dynamite. Give me one while you're at it. Yeah, that's what you need, more liquor. Ooh, boy. Anyway. When are the two of you going to grow up? <laughs> I mean, this is just, this is classic. There's a radio professional <laughs> right here. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. All right. You had to get me started. Okay. I, I didn't get you started. <laughs> I, I book, gave you a lead the, in. The book is called Tentacle. Tentacle we know. You've said it six times. <laughs> I read it in the end. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Now. Working hard as a cleaner, as a cleaner. Oh. <laughs> All right, take a breath. Do you need a professional to read this? And, and a sex what worker. What you just said <laughs> is one of the most insane. Okay, I got to start again. I'm sorry. Right, Stop. Okay. Compose yourself. Working hard as a cleaner and a sex worker in a post-apocalyptic Dominican Republic. El Cine is eager to save up money to afford testosterone as well as top and bottom surgery. All right, hold on. I, I could only take so many words out of that. So let, that was a mouthful. Yeah, so let me paint the scene here. So while you compose yourself, good Lord, look at him go. This might be a new record. Yeah, this is... <laughs> It's getting worse. This Jeez. book is so classic. Right, you have to read it. Bad. All right, g- give me it. Give me it. <laughs> give me it. Okay. Here we go. Tentacle by Rita Indiana. Working hard as a cleaner and sex worker in a post-apocalyptic Dominican Republic... A seal day is eager to save up money to afford testosterone as well as top and bottom surgery. I wonder what that means. Top and bottom of what? Oh, I think you know. know. (laughs) However, when a wealthy employer dies suddenly, what do we have here? Oh, you looked up. That's about how I pictured Rita Indiana to look as I read through this. However, when a wealthy employer suddenly dies, leaving behind a mythical sea... What's that word? What? A N E M O N E. Let me say it. All right, you gonna pull it together here? An anemon. Leaving a mythical sea anemone with mysterious powers. Okay. Having, <laughs> however, when a wealthy employer suddenly dies, leaving behind a mythical sea anemone with mysterious powers. Uh, Elsa Day is transported back in time and tasked with saving the Caribbean from its bleak future. Meanwhile, an egotistical man experiences two timelines of reality at once, his own, that of the colonial era, and struggles to find safety in either. An energetic, chaotic exploration of colonialism, gender, Climate change and destiny. Tentacle is an often violent, always changing story that will make you dizzy and desperate to know more. There's a lot going on in this short book, and there are hardly any likable people to be found. But the mind-bending trip it takes you on is like no other. So I've got to deconstruct (laughs) this, because I might break my strict no-reading policy to check out Tentacle. I hope you do. 
So first of all, maybe I have the wrong picture of a post-apocalyptic world in my head. I picture Mad Max. Right. How is there money? For whom are you cleaning in a post-apocalyptic world? The prostitutes. And when do you have time to be a sex worker? I, I don't are know. Are you just cleaning up after yourself? It's the oldest profession. Oh, I understand. It's yeah, like cockroaches. It'll be around forever. three people on the world, one of them's going to be a hooker. So that makes sense. I guess I yeah, get that. Yeah, but it's like a transvestite or something, right? You can't because say that anymore. Why not? It's just a word. No. Yes, you can. I don't I, think you can. I think you can tra- transgender. Yeah. Whatever. Trans something or other. Transportation. How's that? I don't know. <laughs> now you got me. <laughs> remember Transylvania. The, I, I don't know. Remember the last time I was a producer and I was yelling at you about something that yeah. you said? I think I'm... It's time to move on to him. Here's what we need. My bookie. What was that promo code again? One two one two O Z. O-Z yeah. I wonder. We need to contact the people at my bookie and see if they can put on odds of whatever thing you say that you're not allowed to say anymore. The the PC thing that's Has going to get us can- canceled us. But then nobody I can cares say enough about us to cancel. Yes, us. they do. So so just um, Rita Indiana is also involved with a movie called Detective Willie. Oh. Okay. It's an action comedy, so... I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's a comedy. Sorry, adventure comedy. What I don't get, when the wealthy employer suddenly died, why didn't this person just take the money and... What would they want the money for? The testosterone and top and bottom... Are these your words, or did this come out of a description of the book? No, I copied that directly from... Top and bottom surgery. No, I copied it directly from the website that I saw it on. And you tell me, because somebody dies, he leaves a mysterious sea anemone? I mean, what the hell is that? I mean, that's ridiculous. I don't know. I Just might have say. to read it, homework for a producer. Read this book before next show and give us a quick report. <laughs> Let me see if it's on Amazon. What do we got? Four minutes left. I, I, I don't. How do you pivot back to sports from here? What, what else Well, do what we do have is... It's, it's I don't think your of, Marlon Mack conversation fits in. It's point. kind of strange that. Um, well, no. Let's let's comfort. Let let's talk about for yeah, three minutes. We have a very very crowded backfield in Pittsburgh right now. Talking about football, we have James Conner. We have Benny Snell, Wendell Smallwood, Rita Indiana, um, Jalen Samuels. Not to mention, of course, a draft pick, Anthony McFarland. They're already talking about Jalen Samuels not being able to make the roster. He's already on COVID or whatever. He's probably gone. What do you think? I mean, is it Benny Snell going to emerge? James Conner going to be the starter? Is McFarlane like, you know, quote, unquote, the best back that they have? I don't know much about McFarlane, but what I know going into the season is he's going to be a special teamer if he makes the team at all. What was he, a third-round pick, fourth-round pick? So he'll probably make the team then. He's going to be a special teamer. I have no doubt whatsoever, and I don't think this is just my pit Panther homerism, that if, and it's a big if, James Conner can stay healthy, 75 80% of that workload is going to be his. I think Smallwood's a camp body, you know, if they knew something was up with Samuels. I think if Samuels ends up being healthy, they like what he can do in the passing game. I think it looks just like it did last year. Basically, basically the, the same with the only inner – A mess. Yeah, the well, only yeah. interchangeable parts, really, is the way I see it, is Samuel Smallwood, right? Probably. And I think you'd probably prefer to have Samuel. I think he's probably a better pass catching back than He's Smallwood. certainly younger. Right. And yeah. I mean That I, was an odd signing. That that was a point that was a sign of something was up. Yeah. That was an odd ball one. Because Benny Smell, Snell has actually come into camp looking extremely well. I mean he's trimmed down, he really worked hard in the off season. I can see him actually excelling this year. James Conner as well, if he stays healthy, he's always a concern that way, the health-wise. But the rest of it is kind of like, almost like fodder, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, whoever makes it, makes it, right? James Conner's the guy. Right. But 
unfortunately, he's been nicked up. So we'll see if he can handle a full workload. Well, somehow that's the, that's a show. We we did a show, <laughs> so and it's uh, over. Lucky for everyone. <laughs> if you a, made it this far, yeah, your hats off yeah, to God you. God bless you. So uh, mercifully. We're done for the day. We will be back next week here on 12 Ounce Sports Network. Check out everything over there, 12OunceSportsNetwork.com, at 12OZ Sports. If you want to listen to more of this dreck, head on over to AsylumFantasySports.com, and Rick will yell at you and post pictures of old rock stars at Asylum Football. Which is all that matters. Until next time, for Rick Briggs, for Alejandro Finkelstein, and for Rita Indiana, we'll see you. Take care. Chemicals on Prime. $9.89. I'll buy you at twice the price.